Well, welcome to Equipus Church. We're glad you joined us. And yes, get this, it is Miracle Sunday. It is Miracle Sunday. And guess what? We're not doing Miracle Sunday over one Sunday, but we're doing it over a two because we figure Miracle Sunday has to incorporate a big celebration. Now, we feel like we can't fulfill that mandate in groups of 10. I know you may have some snacks there. You may have a cup of tea. You may have some things going on, but we want Miracle Sunday to be a big celebration. And we feel like when we get back together, that's the place where we can do that. So we're not doing it over one Sunday, but two. And uh, we're going to have a good day to, uh, today, though, because God's going to do a miracle. In fact, there's a miracle in the house. And Miracle Sunday is a place where we do receive our miracle offering. Now, this goes above and beyond our normal giving, our weekly giving. That keeps the church running and operating. And one thing is at Equipage Church, we have an open book policy when it comes to finances because we understand as a leadership, as an eldership, we've been entrusted with those finances. And we want to make sure that it's transparent, it's going to the cause that it's given to. And maybe you haven't caught up with our 2019 annual report. Uh, if you wish to receive that, uh, let us know, email the office and, and we'll send that out to you because we're we want to steward what's been given to us uh, in a way that sees the kingdom of God continue to move forward. And uh, that, that happens through our weekly giving, but our miracles offering really allows us to take new territory. It allows us to stretch beyond our borders. It allows us to plant more churches. Yes, that's right. We're going to be planting more churches. Why are we into church planting? It's simply because it's been proven that church planting is the most effective form of evangelism. When you put a new church in a community, it enables uh, that community to be reached. And uh, I know we've got three new locations in New Zealand at the end of the year. Uh, we're not only planting churches here in New Zealand, but right around the world. And the good news is that, that the churches that we've planted in a lot of places, in the majority of places, are now self-sustaining. And they also have, are having their own missional impact. Uh, so we've taken seed, uh, we've sown that seed, a tree has grown in London, a tree has grown in Germany, a tree has grown in Switzerland and Philippines and Brazil. A tree has grown and on that tree there's fruit and in that fruit there's seed and now they're sowing their seed which is now having an impact in those nations and uh, I love what God's done but I still believe that the best is yet to come. And uh, as a church, uh, this is such a, a vital weekend. Well, it's not one weekend, of a vital time where we get to invest into our future. Well, I don't know about you, but I love the church, the church, the, the house of God, the gate to heaven, the gateway to heaven, the, the, the bride of Christ. I am thankful for the church. I'm not talking about the institution. I'm talking about the ecclesia. A group of people who have been called out for a specific purpose. I've grown up in the church. I know many have just started attending church, but I've grown up in the church. In fact, there was a time where I used to sleep under the chairs at church in the night service because I was too young to stay awake. And I've been in church all of my life. In fact, for as long as I can remember, two services on a Sunday, that's been my life. 
And in the church is there, I've discovered my own personal living relationship with Jesus. Yeah, my parents took me along to church, but I don't go to church because they did it. I've got my own revelation of Jesus. I was baptized in church. I, I became a new person in church. I got filled with the Holy Spirit. In church, come on, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you're thankful, come on in the emojis or just press some heart buttons right there because we have the power of the Holy Spirit and He's accessible to each and every one of us and He walks alongside us every day. I I found mission, I found purpose and meaning in church. Not only that, I found my wife, I found my wife in church. That's where I first met Kathy. I had my children in church. Now, well, I actually had the, we had them in the hospital, but but you get what I'm saying. We we dedicated and and we raised our, our children in church, and I'm proud of the young woman that they've become. And now, guess what? They've got their own revelation of Jesus. I, I've got friends that I consider family in church. You know, in church, I've laughed in church, I've cried in church, I've mourned in church, I've celebrated in church. I've been disappointed in church. I've been disciplined in church. I've known the restoration power of Jesus in church. I've been healed in church. I've been set free in church. Man, in church, it's a, it's a family, it's an army, it's a hospital, it's a community. Church is a, is a body, a bride, a mountain, a gate, a shelter. There's many different metaphors that can be used for the church. And the church of Jesus Christ is awesome. The church of Jesus is amazing. Now, I want you to think about this. Organizations and institutions come and go. Empires, governments come and go. Trends and popular thinking come and go. But the church will be around until the day of Jesus' return. Guess what? The church will be there at the end. The church has survived history thus far, and it will not only survive, but it will thrive until the day of Jesus' return. I want to declare this morning that the church of Jesus Christ is a great thing to invest your life into. In fact, when you consider investments, you want a prediction of the future to know whether it's a worthwhile investment. Now, nobody can truly predict the future apart from God. And one thing we can be confident in when it comes to the church, the church is not going to shrink back, but the church is going to become more glorious, more beautiful, because that's what the Bible says. And so I want to say today, when it comes to investing your life, if you want some investment advice, take it from the creator of the universe. Because God went all in when it came to the church. He didn't hold back. He gave His Son for it. Jesus died for the church. Yes, that's right. With all its imperfections, He considered it worthy of His own life. And Jesus is coming back for a beautiful, glorious bride. I'm thankful for that church, the church around the world. What God's doing in the church right now is miraculous. But I'm also thankful for this church because what God's doing through Equipage Church is amazing. We have got a good thing going on here. Yeah, we're online right now, but there's a good thing going on through Equipage Church. And and I love that God's uh, God's called us together for a specific purpose. Now, now people say, well, I I just love the church. 
And they're talking about the big C church. And they say, well, don't you love all churches equally? No. Uh, That's like saying I love all wives equally. I want to say I love my wife more than I love yours. And you better not love my wife as much as you love yours. You know, that's, that's weird. You know, when it comes to my kids, you know, I don't just love all kids. I love my kids. And yeah, you know, all kids are awesome, but I love my kids more than your kids. And when it comes to, to, to loving the place that we're planted in, I believe it's important because if we're going to invest, if we're going to see it reach its potential, you know, it comes from that heart of gratitude. It comes from that understanding, man, God's done so much in my life through this vehicle called the church. And Miracle Sundays, when it comes to Miracle Sundays, Miracle Sundays is not so much about our today as much as our tomorrow. And it's recognising that what we do today actually defines or determines our tomorrow. Now, the reason why I wanna be part of what we're doing today is because it has, number one, the power to change lives. Second thing is, it has the power to make a generational impact. Now, I thank God for my parents who brought me along to church. Now, my children are benefiting from that decision. I wonder who's gonna benefit from the decisions we make today in the future. You know, the reason why I wanna be part of this is also, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for what God's done in my life. I'm grateful that He's my source. The reason why I wanna continue to invest and give into the churches is because giving also is the antidote to greed. And let's face it, in many places, greed is destroying the world. And we can change that and, and go in the opposite spirit by giving. I, I wanna be part of this also because I just wanna play my part in God's plan. God's plan for the church is incredible. God's plan for the church is that it wouldn't be on the side of society, but it would be central. God's church is His body through whom He moves, speaks and acts. The other reason why I wanna be part of this is simply just because I wanna be obedient to God. And, And being part of this, what we're doing today, this is an act of worship. Many people can worship God with their lips, but God wants our everything. He wants all of us. And and unexpressed love is not really love. So what are we doing today? We're expressing our love. But before we go there, I just wanna share an immutable principle. Now, when I talk about an immutable principle, that's something that doesn't change. It's found in the Bible and this principle is really important for us to understand. It's the principle of seed time and harvest. This principle is working in our lives whether we understand it or not. You can ignore it, but it won't ignore you. It's like the guy who was asked, what's the biggest problem, ignorance or apathy? And his reply was, I don't know and I don't care. All right, let's go to Genesis chapter 22. Some of you that would have sunk in. Genesis 8 verse 22, it says, The earth, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. So what's he saying here? He's saying, while the earth remains, there's gonna be seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and this will not cease. Now, now, what you've got to understand, you are where you are today as a result of the seeds that have been sown yesterday. 
But the question we're asking is, what is our tomorrow going to look like? Because our tomorrow is determined by the seeds we sow today. You've got to get this. You and I, the church, have been entrusted with the greatest message and the greatest mission on the face of the planet. It's called the gospel, the good news, and, and the mission of the kingdom. Now, now this mission, mission, I'll get that out, this mission and this message surpasses anything and everything. See, see the, this mission and message doesn't just change your here and now, but it changes your life and other people's lives for eternity. So you've got to understand that as humans, you and I are wired and we're created for mission, growth, and multiplication. To understand this, you've got to go back to the garden. In fact, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, this is at the beginning of creation, it says, God blessed them and He said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, listen to this, I will give, seed, uh, give every seed-bearing plant on the face of the earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they will be yours for food. So uh, what's been said here? Uh, really, if we look at it, mission, growth, and multiplication are in the creational mandate to go forth and multiply. Adam and Eve's mission, they were commissioned to expand the borders and the boundaries of the garden, to subdue the earth. You gotta get this. This was before the fall. See, mission is not a result of the fall. You know, so many people look at the mission of God and they think it's just a big cleanup job. No, we are wired and we are created for mission. We're designed for it. And ultimately, we're going to be accountable to the mission. A&E, as I like to call them. Yeah, they were a bit of an accident and an emergency. Adam and Eve were entrusted with the expansion of the garden. And I want to say to you today that nothing else will ever bring satisfaction in your life than fulfilling the fulfillment of your God-given mission. Now notice, now notice here, when God created the earth, He created everything once. And then He put seed within the creation to multiply. God right now is not creating any more trees. He gave us trees which have seeds that bring about more trees. You get how it works here. Everything has seed within it. And, and what seed does, it speaks of our future. Seeds are miracle capsules. And the question we're asking is, what are we doing with our seed? Because that will ultimately determine our future. You know, something is always growing in our life. In fact, you just need to do nothing for weeds to grow. Just watch, weeds were, something is growing. What Miracle Sunday is, is about being, let's be intentional with our seed. Let's see God's future come to pass. Now, now listen to how Paul puts this principle in Galatians chapter six. In Galatians chapter six, verse seven, it says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. In other words, here's a principle. If you ignore it, it won't ignore you. A man reaps what he sows. 
Whoever sows to please the flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. But whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good for in proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. Let us do good to all people. Let's bless everybody we're around. But listen to what he goes on and says, especially though, to those who belong to the family of believers. Come on, let's look after one another. You know, let's create a garden where we look after one another. The other people on the outside go, man, I wanna be part of that. See, at the beginning of this year, we titled this year a year where it's gonna be full and overflowing. Now, the verse comes from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19, where Paul says, I pray that you'd be filled with the fullness of God. And it goes on now to Him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we could ask or think or imagine. According to the power that works within us, to Him be the glory in the church forever and ever. You know, I believe God wants to exceed our expectation. I believe God wants us to live full and overflowing lives. Isn't it interesting? We declared this year full and overflowing, but then our buildings were empty. I, I really believe when it comes to full and over, overflowing, it's about the fulfillment of promise. And God wants us to step into that, that, that place that He's called us to. He wants to occupy uh, the, 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 the spaces that, that right now need, to, that need to, to not only hear about the kingdom of God, but, but need to experience the kingdom of God in action. And for us to see that happen, what we need right now and what I'm believing for is, is a multiplication of anointing. Now, I, I just quickly want to unpack this because uh, when it comes to the principle of sowing and reaping, uh, you've got to understand this principle, this immutable law is a miracle in itself. It's a little bit like church growth. Uh, one thing I, I've come to recognize, you know, I've been doing this a long time now, is I can't make the church grow. Church growth is a work of God. I can plant a seed in good soil. I can water it. I can nurture it, but I can't make it grow. In fact, Jesus you know, talked about this in Mark chapter four, the, the parable of the growing seed. He said, he, he also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. Oh, I don't know how that works. Yeah, we can give some big technical names, but, but it does it all by itself. The soil, listen to this, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Yeah. So this whole principle of seed time and harvest is, whoa, mind-blowing, we, are, we don't fully understand how it works. In fact, Paul goes on, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, uh, verse 6, he says, I planted the seed, Apollos watered the seed, but, but God has been making it grow. So who, who makes good things grow? God does. So it's neither one who plants nor one who waters it, but it's only God, it's only God who makes things grow. You know, a, a lot of things in our lives 
are subject to things outside of our control. That's why it's so important that we put our faith in Jesus because he, He's the one, God's the one who makes it grow. Here's a big question I want to ask is why would God multiply something that doesn't represent Him? Or another question, is your life and the influence of your life worth multiplying from a kingdom perspective? See, I believe there's, there's a lot of good reasons to why we're seeing multiplication of churches around the world. I want to declare again, we've got a good thing going on here and God's breathed on it. Many people ask, well, how are you doing this? So I want to say it's the anointing and it's the breath of God. God is making this thing grow. And it's so important that we don't take it for granted or we, we don't get complacent. Because things like complacency and indifference and apathy, I believe is one, one of the greatest weapons the enemy has to stop you and I reaching our destiny. In fact, that's why Paul warns the Galatians about it. He says, hey, keep sowing to please the Spirit. Don't sow to please your flesh. You will reap destruction. I want to say there's many things you can do with your seed. Yeah, you know, it's easy today to take your seed and use it to sow to the flesh. Use it to fulfill natural desires. Because there's a lot of appealing things out there. You know, big TVs, clothes. Shoes, I know there's many shoe guys, shoe girls out there. You know, houses, holidays. We can do a, a whole lot of stuff with our seed. And I want to say, you can invest it in stuff. Stuff's not bad. I like stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff around. But here's the deal. Never prioritize stuff over kingdom purpose. Or another way to look at it, or a question we could ask ourselves is, do, does... Your stuff, does my stuff have a kingdom purpose to it? Because I believe when we put it in the kingdom, sow it into the kingdom, is there we know the anointing of multiplication. Multiplication is an anointing. Because why would God multiply something that doesn't represent Him? But you've got to understand, with growth, with multiplication, there also comes multiple attacks. Because the enemy knows the power of the seed and the enemy is after your seed. His desire is to limit our impact. And I often say the enemy knows it's easier to kill a seed than it is to destroy a harvest. You can see this in the Bible. You know, the greatest attacks often came at the inception or the birth of a deliverer. There, there was a decree put out when, when Moses was born that, that all young Jewish boys were to be killed. That same decree was put out when Jesus was born by Herod. Why? Because the enemy knew if I could get Moses and Jesus while they're a boy, I'm going to stop the influence and the impact of their life. And the enemy knows that it's easier to kill that seed than to destroy a harvest. Harvest is awesome. Harvest, man, big party. Let's have a party. But what we're going to see is, is that within every harvest, there's a seed for a future harvest. Perpetuity is found in the seed. That's a big word, perpetuity. Perpetuity is simply what keeps this thing going. As Equipers Church, we've experienced many harvests, but it's so important that we just don't enjoy the harvest without recognizing that there's seed in that harvest that actually keeps this thing moving, that, that actually 
that helps us build momentum. And momentum is in the seed. And that's why there is a war for our seed. That's why the devil's after your seed. In fact, I suggest to you that the, the level of our destiny will determine the level of our attack. Uh, one thing we've proven as a church is we can reproduce. Look at the churches around the world. Uh, uh, one of the biggest struggles that we've been battling for for a while is, is a building for the city. And, and the reason why I think there's an attack going on is because the enemy wants to stop us reproducing. Because the devil knows what could happen if we had a permanent location. The growth, the acceleration, the equipping, the transformation, the leaders, you know, the, just having a stake in the ground for future generations. What could take place if that, that happened? So he's doing everything in his power to hold it back. But, but in our action today, in our sowing today, this is not just a natural act, it's a spiritual act where we're pushing back on the devil and say, hey, you're not going to stop us. You're not going to hinder us. See, you yourself, you are stoppable. But the God in you and in me is unstoppable. So let's not grow weary, as Paul says. Let's not grow weary in doing good. To be weary is to, to lose heart or it's heart failure. He says, let's not do a bit. I'll say that again. Let's not become weary in doing good. For at proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Come on, if you're sitting next to somebody, say, don't give up. Don't give up. In the comments, say, don't give up. Don't give up because you will reap. And right now, there's a whole lot of fatigue in many people's lives, Zoom fatigue. For some people, there can be a vision fatigue. It's just like, oh, here we go again. I want to say, don't grow weary because what you do today will determine your tomorrow. I know instantaneous is appealing. We live in a fast-paced world where we want everything now. You know, have you noticed today, you know, we call things fast food and we like fast food. But fast food is called fast food. It's not called good food. And just because it's fast doesn't mean it's good. And I want to say anything requiring patience, perseverance, in a lot of places is unattractive because we want instant returns, instant results. But anything that takes time is of high value. And it's so important that we don't become weary. In fact, I want to say, come on, let's be enthusiastic. Bear Grylls, put it this way, you know, Bear Grylls, the man who does crazy stuff. He says, be the most enthusiastic person you know. Right now, we need some enthusiastic people. In fact, Paul said this in Romans chapter 12. He said, verse 11, never be lacking in zeal. Never be lacking in enthusiasm, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Some of you have been around for some time and you've been part of a miracle offering before. And right now, we're living in the harvest of that. But let's not become weary in this next season so, and just rest on what we did in the last season. Let's keep moving forward and let's pray for an increase of momentum. And I'm believing, lastly, just for a multiplication of answers in Jesus' name. Now, many of you with young kids you know, will recognize this. You know, sometimes you just want your kid to be occupied. You know, otherwise, they'll come back to you time and time again going, Mommy, look at this. Daddy, look at this. Can you do this? 
You know, and once there was a father who was trying to entertain his daughter and he saw a newspaper with a map of the world on it. So he tore it into pieces and he said to her, try and put that back together. He did it thinking that it's gonna take her a bit of time, a long time. And so, so the daughter did it, but the daughter came back in a couple of minutes. And he said, I've done it, look daddy, I've done it. And he said, well, how did you do that? And she said, well, I just turned it over and I recognised on the other side, there was a picture of a man. And I thought if I could put the man together, the world would come together. I believe that's how God works. You know, if God can do a work in us, He can change the world. And when it comes to changing the world, let's not leave it that change to anybody else. So many people think God-given answers are in somebody else. No, they're in your hand. And they're not just in the hand of one or two or a few. They're in the hand of everyone. And if everyone does something, man, we can make a bigger difference. Now, that's why on Miracle Sunday, this is not just, oh, well, those, those certain enthusiastic people. No, we're all enthusiastic. And we're also, we're going to align our life with the mission of God, the greatest mission on the face of the planet. And, and we're going to see the kingdom of God break through. Right now, there's a lot of darkness in the world. Right now, there's a, 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 an attack on truth. You just need to watch the, the, the Netflix movie, Social Dilemma. People can't distinguish the truth, man. I'm glad my life is centered in Jesus because truth isn't a proposition. Truth is a person. And and when your life is centered in in Jesus, you can always know what's right and what's wrong. And and we've got a message that we need to declare. People are looking for truth. They're looking for freedom. They're looking for answers. And if you know Jesus, you've got the answer on the inside. And here on Miracle Sunday, we have an opportunity to to broaden, extend, expand, and reach more people. See, I believe if everybody does what they can do, as then and there, God comes in and He does what only He can do. Listen to what Paul said to the church in Corinth. He says, man, you excel in so many ways in your faith, you got gifted speakers and your knowledge and your enthusiasm and in your love for us. But he said this, now I want you to excel in this gracious act of giving. That's what we're doing today. We're going to excel in this gracious act of giving, recognizing that we're seeding a future for future generations. This is for future generations. And I'm asking people to take what's in their hand and present it to God. Uh, we could spend our money on many different things. We could invest in things that will come and go. But what you're investing into today has eternal consequences. And I'm believing that we're going to have not just a building in the city, but a building on the North Shore, a building in Pukekohe that we're going to expand. We're going to take territory for the kingdom of God. And those buildings are just servants so that we can reach more people. Maybe right now, you haven't got much money. It's not about what you have. It's what you do with what you have. And at Equippers, we don't talk about equal giving. We talk about equal sacrifice. Yeah, maybe there's somebody out there. We need a miracle as a church. We've got millions of dollars. Yeah, why not drop it? One of those in today. That could do a lot for kingdom purpose. 
Maybe it's a six-figure sum. Maybe it's a, a five-figure, four-figure, whatever, three-figure. But, but it's about being faithful with what God has given us and it's prioritizing His purpose. The greatest thing that you and I could ever be involved in is the church. When Jesus went looking for a bride, He chose the church. It's the bride of Christ and He's coming back for the church. And the church is His vehicle that He wants to use to expand the kingdom. I don't know about you, but I feel it's a privilege to be part of this thing. And I wanna play my part. My family's gonna play my, their part. And as we all join together, I believe God's gonna release a miracle in Jesus' name. Now, many people can give in different ways. Some can, have got lump sum. Some, some wanna give over the course of a year. You know, $100 a week, he's 5200 That's just simple math <laughs> over a year. So, some have that capacity to give big, but if it's $20 a week, that adds up to $1,000 over a year. There's a couple of one and a half Big Mac combos. You just have to go without. You know, that's going to enable more and more people to be reached. And, and uh, we're going to pray right now, and we believe that God's going to do the impossible so we thank you, God, for your faithfulness, your goodness. Lord, we started off with a dream and we've seen in many places that dream realized. But Lord, you've put a bigger dream in our heart. And today we take this seed and we put it in the soil of your church and we pray for growth and multiplication, for influence and impact. That many people would come to know you as a result of people sowing today. Lord, we thank You, Lord, for the lives that are being changed. But we thank You also for the lives that are going to be changed. We pray, Lord, right now that this would push back the powers of darkness. This would push back on the enemy's plan. And we pray that You would build Your church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. We thank You, God, even right now, You're speaking and You're ministering into people's lives. Lord, I thank You right now, You're raising up men and women of faith who are called by Your name. Lord, who are gonna bring change and transformation to the towns, the communities, the cities that they're in. Lord, we thank You, God. Lord, that salvation is gonna break out all from the north to the south, to the east, to the west. And we thank you for growth and multiplication. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen, Amen, Amen.